It's the 19th hole with Michael Williams. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the 19th hole. Michael Williams, your host, bringing you the best of golf and golf lifestyle. Week after week after week, uh, hopefully this week is no different. Um, we have a very fascinating guest. We have a couple of uh, fascinating guests with fascinating stories. One of them is Dan Meacham, who is the new CEO of Golf Links. Golf Links aims to be the, uh, I would say, the product that knocks Top Golf off of its perch. We've all seen the explosive growth. Of, of Top Golf, it had sort of a nascent period there, and it was laying low, and now it is just rolling, and it has opened up this channel of entertainment golf, and uh, Golf Links is looking to be the next car on that racetrack. And Dan has a fascinating backstory for what he's done, his experience that uh, prepared him for this thing, and what the plans are for for this new thing. I think you're going to really enjoy that. Also. If you were listening last week, uh, you know the fact that I had a club sort of disappear. Whether it was lost, whether it was stolen, we won't hurl accusations. But the club did, in fact, disappear out of my bag. And there was an all-points bulletin put out last week on the show to come up with a replacement for that because I will be playing some uh, fairly significant golf in the next couple of weeks, and I wanted to have that club in the bag. And surely enough, when you ask you will receive. And the story of what happened after I put this story out there is almost not to be believed, but for the fact that we have the person that made that happen for me, a guy named Dominic Lee, who is uh, one of you, a listener of the show, avid listener of the 19th hole, big fan of golf WRX, and now kind of a golf club angel because he, in fact, delivered. So, look, it's going to be a really cool show. Uh, a lot of cool stories, and I think you'll really enjoy the one about the golf club. So why don't you sit down, relax, get yourself a beverage and a crunchy snack. We'll be right back with the show. Michael Williams, 19th Hole Golf, WRX. Welcome back to the 19th hole, Michael Williams, your host. And uh, I am sort of fascinated with all things golf. I think uh, like many of us, I didn't play uh, golf until well into my life. And one of the ways I got attached to the game was through, uh, or had contact with the game prior to that, was through things like uh, putt-putt golf or through golden, uh, golden tee. You know, who hasn't seen Golden Tee sitting around and, you know, done the whole thing with the wheel, bam, bam, bam. And that's your, your connection to golf. I guess my point is that you know, there's so many different ways to come in contact with things that are related to golf that are that are new and different. And as technology advances, there are even more and more spectacular ways to get in contact with swinging a club and hitting a ball. Like one of the things that we all know about is top golf, which has exploded onto the scene. But um, it doesn't stop there. There are people who are going... Uh, forward and finding new and different and better ways 
for as many people as possible to get into the game and make it as fun and accessible as possible. My next guest is one of those who's very much on the bleeding edge of that sort of thing. He has a an amazing resume. So I'm kind of fascinated to talk to him about uh, all of the things that he's done and how he brings that experience forward into this gig. But he's currently the CEO of Nextlinks, which again is a company that is striving to bring golf to us in a new, different, and I think better way. Please welcome for the first time to the 19th hole, Dan Beecham. Dan, welcome to the 19th Thanks. hole. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And um, again, uh, congratulations on what you're doing here. It's a fascinating um, concept that you have. We want to get into that uh, uh, in a minute. But, uh, you know, I love having interesting people on the show. I like to try to help to raise the IQ of my audience. I feel it's my duty and responsibility to make these people smarter. And um, you are a person who's done a lot for you. You have a great deal of experience and uh, a, a wide range of accomplishment. I mean, you come, tell me a little bit about what you've done before, I guess, and how you bring that experience uh, forward to this. How did you get to next links? How did you get to golf? Well, it's a, a long and tortured tale, but I'll start <laughs> somewhat at the, at the beginning. Um, I went to college in Ohio and my honors thesis was published. And when John McCain was elected to Congress in the early eighties, I was able to finagle an interview with him and his political consultant. And we just hit it off and he said to me after the interview, he said, you know what, you're going to be the youngest press secretary on Capitol Hill. Are you ready to embrace that? And I said, yes. So Amazing. that began, a, you know, two years working for him. And then I ended up being a reporter after that, covering the White House. Uh, that led to going to Philadelphia to being a Fox reporter for about seven or eight years. Uh, lucky enough to win some Emmys, uh, political and investigative reporting. Uh, then I went to Nielsen, which at the time was kind of viewed as the dark side, right? You know, when you're a reporter going to private right. enterprise, you right. kind of ended up the different, the opposite now. But amazing experience. I was lucky to graduate to the level where I ran the entire media and entertainment division for a division of Nielsen. And that was, you know, working with the movie studios and TV networks and video game companies. And that division of Nielsen effectively was analyzing the Internet really for the first time and kind of turning it into business intelligence for brands about their movies or video games and things of that nature. And, um, and then all of this in parallel, my father was the commissioner of the LPGA in the early 90s and really helped turn it around. It was in a very kind of sorry state of affairs at that time in terms of, uh, you know, the brand and tournaments. And, um, and then he became Arnold Palmer's business advisor and shared an office with the king at Bay Hill for a long time. And so I kind of grew up in, in that regard in, in the golf business. It's very much in my blood. I can't mm -hmm. say I'm the best player, but, but golf is definitely you know, kind of in my DNA. And then in terms of the bridge to next links, um, I uh, am a big believer in LinkedIn, and I've used it a lot uh, for business and in a very uh, deliberate way. And I met the guy who was the founder of next links, and this guy named Dave Schultz, I was super impressed by. And uh, he had spent really about five years kind of in the laboratory with a couple million dollars of, of angel investment with the proposition that he could build something better, you know, than top golf. And that, that's a lot to say because top golf obviously has done a great job. But as I looked under the hood, I looked at the tech, I looked at the infrastructure. I thought, Oh my gosh, this guy has done it. Uh, and, you know, he's a former engineer at GE, very polished, very bright guy. He's kind of our Einstein. And so I thought, wow, I can't believe somebody's actually improved upon top, you know, top golf, but I, I really do think he's done it. So I climbed aboard and with, you know, with my connections in the golf world, myself and my father, we're, we're really taking it to, I think, quite an extraordinary level. We have Randall Chambly from the Golf Channel on the board who really came aboard because he, he used our putting greens, which 
you know, we spent millions of dollars developing. And he's like, my God, I just spent all this money on my own putting green at home and your system is better. So <laughs> we, we want to kind of, you know, power this whole indoor golf revolution. You know, that that's really the aim. And I think the market's big enough for top golf and all of us. Um, you know, so it's, it's a very exciting time. Well, it is an exciting time. And I'll tell you a couple of things about top golf that I know past and uh, present past. Um, I happened to receive the very first call that Top Golf made to a facility in the United States. Marketing director here for the golf course is here in Washington, D.C. They wanted to put the first facility at East Potomac Golf Course, which is right across the river, as you know, from Craig yep. uh, National, because they thought it would be a great idea for people to fly into the city and see those targets. Right. I thought it was a great idea. Um, our company thought it was a great idea. The park service didn't think it was such a great idea because, quote, it'll bring too many people into the parks because right. you know, that's right. the whole park service thing, right? right. The parks are great right. except for those pesky visitors. Exactly. Uh, so um, fast forward, um, I was actually at Top Golf yesterday, the most uh, recent iteration here in Washington, D.C., because Top Golf number one was outside D.C. and Alexandria. Uh, one of the newer ones is just over at National Harbor on the south side of the city, and it was at uh, about 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, they hold 1,500 people, and there was a one-hour wait for a, for a bay. Um, it is phenomenally successful. So I think you're aiming incredibly high, and I think it shows the fact uh, that there is a demand for more, a demand for more and better. So with that said, uh, I think everyone has kind of an idea about what Top Golf is, and I would say it's basically at this point an Applebee's with a driving range attached to it. But um, what is the concept behind NextLinks? What what are we doing there, and what will we see when we go into a NextLinks facility? That's a, by the way, that's a very good assessment. I think of Top Golf. Um, I think the biggest difference is, and again, I'm not in any way denigrating Top Golf. You know, they plowed this territory to even make this whole you know vertical possible. Mm-hmm. But where NextLinks is you know materially different is the idea that when you come in. And we're talking about building, you know, huge venues, right? Over 100,000 square feet, certainly larger footprint than, uh, than, than anything else you'll see in indoor golf other than top golf. And I guess that the most significant difference is that when you're playing top golf, it's a hitting bay, it's food and beverage. That's about it, right? It's not really a, a full game of golf. Next links is much more uh, integrated into the putting experience, the short game. There's aspects to our technology that when you come in and play with your friends, I, you shouldn't say that it's, it's it's the equivalent of real golf, but it's much more like that real experience. Mm-hmm. What what it shares in common with Top Golf is it's still fun, right? It lowers the barrier uh, for people playing. You know, we hear all the time, and one of the reasons I'm excited about doing this is I talk to people all the time that say, you know what, I don't want to learn golf, I don't want to go to the country club or the driving range. I'm embarrassed, and you know, there's too much pressure. So this is still that same idea where food and beverage and having fun is the premium. It's not like you have a golf official, you know, breathing down your neck, looking at how you're going to hit your shot or place your ball. Right. So in a, in a kind of a, a oversimplified way, it's more as, as with our technology and our lasers and the different things that we use, it's a more complete experience of golf, but which is not to say, you know, we're just coveting and targeting hardcore golfers. And, you know, it's very much for everybody. Hmm. And you said a hundred thousand square feet uh, of length. Yeah. So that's roughly, roughly equivalent to, Blank. It's about, you know, like one, you know, the site that we're looking at right now, one of our first ones is about, you know, six acres uh, roughly. So these are about 120 to 130,000 uh, foot arenas uh, in, in total. We also have an abbreviated version of this, another product line called Shots in the Night, which has been around for a couple of years now. 
which is really the genesis of Next Link, at that Indian Wells right near where they have the tennis tournament. And this has been wildly successful. And actually, one of the reasons I even joined is I went there and similar to what you just experienced at Top Golf, this is just the putting version of it. Yeah. Um, but people were absolutely Lady Gaga over this thing. They were mm-hmm. huge lines, sold out for months in advance. Uh, so I thought, man, something is going on here. And I don't think it's just the pandemic. I think I think it is a desire for people to have fun. And, you know, I, the golf companies are obviously this is, you know, music to their ears and kind of manna from heaven because it's creating a whole new audience and revenue for, you know, indoor golf. Uh, we're talking to Dan Beecham, who is the CEO of NextLink from the 19th hole. Michael Williams, your host. Um, again, all of this is fascinating to me, sort of uh, two, two regards. Uh, number, number one is as a participant, uh, how this is going to look and feel um, and how it's going to uh, grow the game from a golf perspective. And as a person who is interested in what's next and what's the future is, because again, if you could have a couple of shares of Microsoft in 1970, you'd be doing okay, right? So you, yeah. you look at this and say, wow, I mean, the opportunity for this, because Callaway now owns Topgolf, because yeah. I would think somewhere in that boardroom, it's like, wow, we can either be in the golf business or we can be in the beer and pretzel business. And <laughs> beer and pretzel yeah. business is yeah. pretty solid, right? That's so. Right. What, what business are you going to be in with NextLink? Are you in the golf business? Are you in the entertainment business? What, what, what's, the, what's the vertical there? Well, I would call it location-based entertainment, which is comprised okay. of you know, food and beverage and sports. And really, in, in many ways, it's a new vertical, right? We're, we're plowing that, that new terrain that's been started by Topgolf, um, you know, because food and beverage is an important component. But uh, I think because our founder is at heart a fanatical golfer, and he saw the success of Top Golf, and he just thought, you know what? I'm going to quit my job at GE, and his wife was about to kill him. But <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it everything I got, and I'm going to go raise a few million dollars because I need to write tens of thousands of hours of code. I need to do this right. Meanwhile, I think in parallel, he saw some other people coming into the space that were not well capitalized, that did not have the, the intellectual property or patents to do this properly, and they failed. So I, I, my feeling about indoor golf is if you're going to do it, you got to go all in. And so, you know, we're lucky to have also like a world-class board. We have some incredible board of directors, you know, Brandel Chambly being one of them. Uh, there's a woman named Lucy Salhaney who's on the board, who's the, the first American woman to run a you know, broadcast network. She ran Fox and reported to Rupert Murdoch and was on the board of HP. So yeah, this is, a, you know, we're doubling down. It's a serious thing where kind of similar to top golf, we're building a bunch of these things, and it's going to be a very successful company and hopefully very profitable. When is the first one? Where is the first one planned to be located? And when will we be able to walk through the doors of said facility? So we are in conversations now with five or six venues all over the country and also multiple uh, venues overseas in Dubai and other countries. And the one that's the farthest along, that's not approved yet, but it's close, is in La Quinta, California, you know, near Palm Springs, mm-hmm. which is where I live. Um, and we have the approval of uh, the city board and uh, the very, very uh, kind of explicit approval of the mayor. And the next step is for them to approve it internally by city council. So uh, the idea would be, you know, pandemic notwithstanding, that it would be built uh, by the end of next year. Um, I think given what's happening with the shipping lanes and everything being clogged and Labor shortages is probably more likely to be, you know, Q1 of the following year. Q1 2023 is when we yeah, would, that's what I would say. Look, yeah, in California. Yeah. But we want to have, I would say, you know, within the next five years, we want to build 15 to 20 all over the world. Okay. And um, we have been, maybe not surprisingly from what you just said, 
we have been besieged by interest. Unlike anything I've ever done in my life, I've never had so many people so excited about something, investors, angels, VCs, you know, people that are like, I want to do this. I want to invest. And I, it's really quite extraordinary. And it's, it's been, it's already, it's been quite a ride. I've just been doing this two months and, um, Really, it's a matter of trying to decide what are the right strategic partnerships. And then from a business perspective, we want to, as, as important as international is, domestic is critical, right? We want to get those venues up and running as quickly as we can. So a lot of it comes down to, to the proper focus of execution. Hmm. Um, so you have uh, a team available. You have the technology. You have, you have the funding. Um, I, I, not to jinx or anything, the, uh, you mentioned a couple of other efforts that have been uh, launched at uh, competing with Topgolf. I've seen the press releases for those things. I've seen mm-hmm. the uh, a promotion of those things, but I still haven't seen one of them. I, they, they just haven't broken the waves. Why would this be different? What's going to be the difference for, for you guys over some of the other uh, attempts to 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 join this uh, top golf yeah. uh, market? I think the difference, and it's really plain to see if you look under the hood at next links. And, and again, it's something I alluded to earlier, you know, uh, this, uh, this whole plan, this whole idea uh, is with a proposition that you've got to spend the money and time and resources to build the tech, which we've done, you know, as I said, with tens of thousands of hours of code, and then you have to have the right people to implement it. So for mm-hmm. example, one of the guys on our board, Pete Walsh is the former CIO of the Dallas Cowboys. He was responsible for building the tech at AT&T Stadium and hundreds of stadiums all over the world. So that's another thing that gives me a lot of confidence because we are we're a very these e arenas as we call them are going to be connected and have aspects to it that you won't see at any of these other venues. So why have some of the other indoor golf companies failed? They haven't been properly capitalized. They didn't have the right idea. And I don't think they took it to the next level. We are explicitly, as you've heard, in the market saying, yeah, we, we're taking this to the next level. We're throwing down the gauntlet. And I don't think the ones that have come out, and even the, some ones recently, can really lay claim to that in the way that we can. And that's why we've attracted, I think, this world-class board. To be clear, we are not, you know, we are still looking for funding, but we're in the process of, you know, trying to close a few deals right now. So I don't want people to have the impression that that's done. Um, we certainly have a lot of interest and in a lot of what I'm doing right now every day is having these meetings and deciding, you know, which are the best offers. Uh, and again, one of the fascinating things to me is uh, the idea of doing this all indoors, because if I'm getting the concept right, this is an indoor covered facility, correct? It is. Although the shots in the night ones like in Indian Wells, there's a version that can be outside and we'll have partnerships with other, other, you know, venues that will be outside, but the arenas, are inside and and we are because of the pandemic and COVID, we're building in certain things with airflow to make this uh, a lot better in terms of uh, being COVID friendly and and so forth. So that's certainly you know been a, an important consideration. Right, as we go through that, we live and we learn and incorporate yeah. those things into the uh, into the design to the plan. I, I, I get that. That's right. The, for the yep. idea that uh, a number of top golf facilities are were, were placed on top of a footprint for an existing driving range. It's outdoors. So you change right. what's on the ground, but not necessarily anything that's in the air. Uh, that's right. But you have well, to by build... the, way, the other thing that we're doing, which is uh, a little bit in its infancy, but as we look at putting different venues uh, domestically and all over the world, we're starting to talk to some mall operators that are, have fallen into disrepair, right? Or we're having issues economically. 
and looking at perhaps re- repurposing some of these areas. And, you know, a lot of these malls have been just, you know, obliterated and eviscerated by the, by the pandemic. So that's another opportunity, a little bit of a hybrid between the outdoor uh, arena, you know, and then also the, the full indoor arena. But we'll see how that plays out. I'm excited about that opportunity. You're kind of reading my mind, or maybe I'm reading yours, because I've passed yeah. by those malls many, many, many times. Um, large facilities and said, well, wow, we should be able to do something. You don't necessarily have to hype to hit a full shot. It's very easy to look at the limitations. But when you look at the footprint in the space, you say, wow, there's enough room side to side to be able to do this. And, you know, how do you do it vertically? But um, um, Yeah, and I think the, the other ones that are the other golf companies that have come in to, to sort of allegedly come into the indoor golf space are largely just sort of simulators, right? And Right. It's, this, this is a whole, this is on the complete other end of the spectrum where, you know, millions of dollars in investment, um, the recognition that food and beverage is important, but, you know, in these big arenas, you know, where it's a, it's a big play. So right now we're talking to investors we're talking to developers. Uh, we're talking to the people who make this happen and get it built. At what point do you start talking to the public at large and say, Hey, get ready for this because it's coming. We're starting to do that now, uh, you know, just slowly with social media and other things and, and discussions we're having. We are doing a party, which the, the public is invited to in Indian Wells on December 8th to invite people to uh, experience the technology uh, just in putting, which is outside. So that, that's kind of one of our first forays publicly. Hmm. But I think, you know, over the next year, we have a very exciting announcement. I can't say it now, but we have an extraordinary, really, announcement that we're going to make at the PGA show next year that will be kind of the kickoff of our whole marketing and it's, right. it's really something that uh, that will blow people away so that's exciting mm. and it's interesting now you're keeping your foot in the golf world because it's the golf technology but again you're you see yourself as an entertainment uh, business so will you be going to other types of shows and so like las vegas where they have technology shows and that sort of thing how many how many legs are there to this stool yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still playing with a golf club, right? It's still golf. Mm-hmm. It's still a golf ball. Um, I think, you know, we're blazing a new trail. So everything you're asking about right now is, is being made up as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I would like to say with no arrogance in kind of classic Steve Jobs mode, right? We're, yeah. we're creating a new vertical. And, you know, you could say, too, that we are the equivalent of pickleball, you know, with tennis, that it's golf, but it's a slightly you know, different way of looking at it. So we look at next links also as a new sport, right? Something where we're going to have next links leagues and things of that nature. So one foot in technology, that's one, certainly one leg of the stool and one foot location entertainment and one foot golf. It's kind of a hybrid of all three. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it sounds extremely appealing. And again, uh, the top golf, not even experiment anymore. The top golf project has been, I think by any measure, you know, kind of successful. So uh, yeah. uh, the, the idea to go and do sort of the top golf 2.0 or entertainment golf 2.0, let's not name the whole sector after top golf. <laughs> so let's right, say. Right, right. It's like uh, entertainment golf 2.0 is something that uh, is out there and waiting for the right, uh, for, for the right person. So I think uh, from what you said so far, you sound like the man for the job. So uh, as well, I say, you. this is the first time that you're, you're in to talk about this, but would love to have you come back in and let us know what's going on. Anytime you feel like doing it, as I always say, sure. you have a, a soapbox and a megaphone ready for you to tell us what's going on. With <laughs> well, you're very kind. No, it's, it's exciting to talk about. I'm sure you can hear the passion of my, in my voice. It's really been uh, really fun to be part of it. You know, we are really um, at, a, at a period of time in some ways, I feel that's kind of unprecedented in this industry. And, you know, meanwhile, you have all these other things happening 
you know, with tech and VR and AR and all these other technologies that are, are interesting as well. But to, to me, at the end, I would say, what gives me the most faith about this is not just the technology, but having a guy like Pete Walsh that's built these huge stadiums. You know, he's forging a relationship with Samsung and all these other big technology companies because this, you know, technology is at the heart of it. But you've got to implement it. You've got to do it right. So we really do have an amazing team. And that, that's, that's so critical. Um, well, again, it's exciting to me. I know that the listeners are going to be excited. Again, uh, congratulations on everything you've done so far. And uh, best of luck on everything that you have planned. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. You, you got it. That is Dan Meacham, CEO of NextLink. Look, I know for a fact when you go to South Korea, for example, I've been there to play golf and study that whole golf scene there. And the numbers don't lie. In South Korea, they play more indoor rounds, more indoor rounds on simulators and various other types of devices than, than we play outdoor rounds combined. More indoor rounds in South Korea than we play in the entire United States outdoor rounds. They have a fraction of the population. So when you look at it, the, the possibilities for golf to evolve into something that's indoors, that's more entertaining, or it's just there's just limitless possibilities. So I'm always excited when people get this done. And I'm really rooting for these guys because we had, as we alluded to, we've seen some other potential competitors sort of fizzle out. And um, I'm always for anything that's more and better when it comes to golf. So stay tuned. We will have more news as it breaks. Well, speaking of breaks, we'll take one right now. We'll be back with more golf and stuff. Michael Williams, 19th hole, golf, WRX. Welcome back to the 19th hole. Michael Williams, your host. And uh, as I said in the open, um, you know, life is just incredible. You know, it's just incredible the way some things happen. And, um, you know, some things happen to me and um, my friends will will tell me, you know, I'll say this happened, this happened, this this happened to me. And I'll go, isn't that incredible? So what are the odds of that happening? And they'll look at me and go like, yeah, were you about 50-50, you know? Just incredible things tend to happen to me. And um, this past week was no different. This may be the capper, okay? I've had some incredible things happen. I've had many opportunities where I've literally hit a bullet with a bullet in terms of coincidence. But this may take the literal cake. Because it has to do with you, the Golf WRX listening public. You are directly involved in this. So as you may remember, in our last episode, I put it out into the universe that I had... Uh, my five iron had gone missing by hook or by crook. We won't make any accusations, but somehow my five iron was missing from my bag. And as I went looking for it I online and other places, I found that it was a very, very difficult club to find. I play Callaway Rogue Pro irons. And that the popularity of that iron combined with the newfound popularity of golf had made it not only scarce, it made it nigh unto impossible to find. How do I know that? Uh, my good friend is a Callaway rep in this area. 
Called her, Mary Leahy. Hey, Mary, can you help me out with this? She's like, can't help you, brother. I got nothing for you, man. Okay, beautiful. I called Callaway headquarters. Hey, can you help me out? I got nothing for you, man. I called the founder and CEO of Club Champion, where the clubs were made, Nick Sherborne, who's a good friend of the show, good friend of mine. Ask him, dude, surely somewhere you have a drawer inside of a room, inside of a vault, inside of a... Uh, warehouse that has one of these club heads in it that I can apply to my bag. His answer, you guessed it. I got nothing for you, man. So I went out into the uh, went out into uh, uh, cyberspace, the interweb, to try to find a club, and had limited success. There were sets of them that were out there, um, but no one wanted to break up the set. So you know, I negotiated with people to try to break up the set and had some middling success. Um, but I hadn't had any success as of the success as of the uh, taping of last week's show. So I put it out there to the golf uh, golf WRX universe, right? And I asked, "Hey, gearheads, if anybody has or knows the whereabouts of a Rogue Pro Five Iron uh, right hand, it doesn't matter about the shaft, because um, I would get it reshafted anyway. If anybody knows of that, you know, please let me know." Uh, I would be most grateful and be willing to show my gratitude, put out you know, my usual uh, social media stuff, and even gave out my email address. So this past Monday, I get an email. I get an email from a listener uh, who says that, and listening to the show, heard my pleas of desperation, felt sorry for me. I think it brought a tear to their eye and said that they had an actual five iron uh, for me to deliver. Um, I'm going to stop there because I want to introduce you the person that relieved my pain and just bring in and introduce how incredible this story actually finishes. I can't tell it without him. Please welcome to the show for the first time, my new best friend, Dominic Lee. Dominic, welcome to the 19th old brother. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. And, um, as I say, you know, I don't, I should let you tell the part of the story now because, um, you're the one who sent the email. So tell me how you came to know about it. Obviously, you listened to the show. Um, uh, tell me about how you're interacting with Golf WRX, how you're interacting with the show, and uh, what you thought when you heard my desperate pleas last week. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, I'm an avid reader of Golf WRX, uh, avid listener of your, your show in particular. Um, I do like a lot of other Golf WRX uh, podcasts, but your show in particular is one that I try not to miss. Um, heard your plea, and it just happened that one of my good buddies, uh, Michael Limbacher, um, you know, replaced his five iron with something else. So he's still using the, uh, I think he's gone through seven through pitching wedge with his rogue pros, but his five iron and six iron are just kind of sitting around doing nothing. So I heard about that maybe a week or two ago, and then happened to hear your podcast on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, sent you a message about it. And it was incredible because, you know, this show goes out, literally, it's a podcast. So it can go out all over the planet. So um, here's, like, amazing fact number one. Out of all the places, all the places you could possibly live, where do you live, Dominic? <laughs> I live in Washington, D.C. He lives in Washington, D.C., <laughs> where I live. I live one mile outside Washington, D.C., and he lives here, and he's got the club. And uh, so I, I got to say the amazingness doesn't stop there because it would be amazing enough that you have the club. It would be doubly amazing enough that you have um, the club and you're here in Washington, D.C. 
But tell them where you work. Tell them what you do. Uh, <laughs> I work at a, you know, a little, little, as I usually tell people, a small private school in D.C. And, and leave it at that. But uh, I work at Sidwell Friends School in Washington, D.C. I teach math there. And uh, this year, actually, I started assistant coaching as well, the well, golf team. Oh. And outstanding on both counts. That means that you are a person of great intellect and uh, great accomplishment to be associated with that August institution. And why do I speak about it in such glowing terms? Because I went there. I went to Sidwell <laughs> Friends. Okay. I am an alumni of Sidwell Friends. Okay. I was a lifer. I was there from kindergarten through 12th grade. And he is a teacher at Sidwell Friends and the freaking assistant golf coach. I say it every time I get it, I have to laugh and I get goosebumps because this is nigh unto incredible. And, you know, it and really I, is. I, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, come on. I, it's incredible. But you, but you also have to remember, Michael, that uh, we missed each other by 20 years at Sidwell because uh, I also graduated there. <laughs> Just also incredible about this story. Exactly. You're an alumni, too. Now, granted, I was at this school shortly after they got electricity. I'm that much older than <laughs> you. Okay. Like we were so excited by all those bright lights in the ceiling, you know. Um, it's, uh, though we are 20 years apart in terms of alumni. But, you know, it's something about that school that, um, and I said this when I saw you as we were walking around the campus, that um, with that school, to me, in my experience, anyone who's an alumni or associated with the school, I count as extended family. And that's how, how deeply I, my, my attachments run to the school. And I think you maybe feel the same way. I, I agree. As, as I told you uh, when we were walking around campus, you know, we, we take care of our own. So, yeah, I was very happy to help. And OK, so you so we get the club and you know, we look at it and we go walking around and then uh, look at the club. OK, so. Let's let's count down the amazingness, okay? From from three to one, the amazingness that he has the club, okay, and third place, the amazingness that he's here in Washington D.C. Well, I said they start off in fourth place. The amazingness that he works, uh, that he has the club, number one. The amazingness here in D.C., number two. The amazingness that uh, he's so connected to Sidwell Friends, which I'm connected to, is number three. But the absolute number one. Maybe most amazing fact about the club is that not only does he have the right club, the club has the exact same shaft that I have in my clubs. I mean, out of all the shafts in the world, and again, you gearheads who are listening know how many shafts that actually represents, okay? Okay? It's, I don't know, roughly a gazillion. And this shows how well I would do in your math class, Dominic, okay? Because I think gazillion is an, act, <laughs> is an actual statistically, number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's, the, that's a great way to put it statistically. I'm sure it'll, it'll hold up in a math class, too. Right. It, it is, it's a gazillion, about a gazillion to one. And it shows up with the exact same shaft. I mean, did, did, I, did I mention the shaft? Uh, uh, a preference is the Nippon Modus 120. Did I mention that on the show last week or did it just... <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. It just happened to be one my buddy played too. Uh, I, it, it's, just, it's just sick and incredible. So there's one last part of this story that you don't know um, that I have to share with you. Because um, again, we're sharing, I'm sharing it with the audience and I haven't even shared it with you yet, Dom. Is that, um, and I'll say, we're talking to Dominic Lee, uh, math teacher extraordinaire, Golf coach extraordinaire at Sidwell Friends School here in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the 19th hole. Michael Williams, your host and Sherpa. Um, so I 
so I actually got a couple of other uh, five irons because I didn't know that this one was coming. So I had a couple of other options, and I figure whichever one that I use, I would go ahead and sell back online because obviously they're in demand. So now, <laughs> now I have three five irons. Okay, when before <laughs> I had none. So I've got like um, uh, three five irons. So I take them up to uh, my. Uh, guy up here which is where i got the clubs which is clutch club champion that fitted me to the clubs originally right. okay so and you probably already know where this story is going so i i do i do i actually uh i because i mentioned uh, a particular club fitter to you a little while ago i think off instagram so i take them to uh, uh the club champion here in dc i think it's store number three out of again about a gazillion stores they have now with club champion um nick's doing very well for himself uh, so I take that, the three clubs, I go to Nick Gunawan, who's up there. Nick, you know, here's what happened. Here's the story. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And he looks at me and he goes, uh, you got this club from Dom, right? Like, <laughs> uh, like what the what? <laughs> how do you, how do you know that? How do you know? And cause I'm looking at the club and I'm asking him, Hey, can you take this? And can you, I know it's the same shaft and maybe you can, I know you guys do the pure process and you know, you've ordered a shaft in for me to replace it if necessary. And he's like, uh, yeah, this shaft's already been pured. Like, how do you know? Oh yeah. He's like, I built it. What? <laughs> 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 so a guy, the guy who's a club that is going to do it is one of your close friends, right? He, he definitely is. Uh, I, I've been good buddies with him for a little while, and I've sent uh, dozens of my uh, friends and people I've met to him, uh, and and I guess you as well. <laughs> it's it, it just it boggles the mind. So again, if we can just everybody can just wrap their minds around this, okay? <laughs> I I lose a five iron of a particular type with a particular shaft. Somehow it falls into the matrix. All right. And it's gone. And then, all of a sudden, I get this guy here. Tom is saying he's got the club. He's here in D.C. He's connected to my school. The club has the exact same shaft. I take it to make sure that it's okay. And the guy says, yeah, I know it's okay because I'm the one who made it. <laughs> it's, it's like it, it went into one side of the matrix and came flying out the other end with a blue pill attached to the shaft. You know, it was just unbelievable. I, I just, I, I, I have no words. I mean... Has anything like that ever happened to you? And if you say yes, then you can start doing the show, and I'll listen to you. <laughs> uh, not even close. Not even close. It was, it was a, I'm just a small part of a really cool story, I guess. <laughs> it, it really is. And, you know, I, again, I'm amazed by it. But, again, in a way, I'm not amazed because there are two communities uh, in my life that I have found to, uh, that constantly amaze me and constantly nourish me. And one of them is Sidwell Friends School. And uh, people, th it's, the school has become a little bit known for a variety of different things. And people may have strong opinions or stances on it, one or another. Right. But um, my experience um, as a student, um, as, a, um, as, as a part of the SFS family, um, has been that it is a, an experience that has enriched me uh, beyond... I mean, beyond my imagination, almost literally, it, it's actually filled, fulfilled my imagination. It created my imagination and allows me to do, to have the feeling that I can do whatever I want to do, whatever I need to do. Yeah, that's, that's, I agree. That's what it prepared me for. There's that. And then there's the golf community, which I find 
that even with the amazing places that I've played and uh, the courses and the events and all that, and that's wonderful, but it is absolutely for me 100% about the people who are so anxious to take care of each other if they possibly can. I have found that to be almost a 100% pure experience that people want to know each other, to take care of each other. And um, this may be the maybe the most shining example of, of that, 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 that I have seen that, that uh, you call something out to the community and the community responds like that. And um, I'm, I'm so grateful. I am really grateful to you. I'm talking my head off and I apologize. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm so grateful to you. And, um, you know, again, you know, just, you know, whatever you want to do, what do you, whatever you need for me, man, you got a big fat coupon to, to, to redeem at some point. <laughs> Uh, I, again, I'm, I, as, as I told you uh, a couple days ago, I'm just I'm just happy to help one, and two. I completely agree with you. Uh, I, I I use my my Sidwell connections, my Sidwell family. Um, I'm just so close with all my friends from my graduating class. Um, you know, that's that's just near and dear to my heart. And um, I kind of knew that I wanted to go back and teach there uh, my junior year because I had a I, I myself, for my my story, I had an amazing math teacher, uh, Mr. Rubenstein, and um, ever since that year, I wanted to to go back and teach math at at that school. So, um, you know, it's kind of weird to think that like ten years ago, I got my dream job, and and I'm still there and loving it. And you're absolutely right about the golf community too. I mean, I feel like this game has given me so much. Um, I started playing golf uh, my freshman year at Sidwell Friends, mm. and it's just been so important to me ever since then. And golf has given me everything, um, so much of my happiness, fulfillment, all that other stuff. So I completely agree with you on both fronts that, uh, yeah, the Sidwell community and golf have, have given me a lot as well. Now, I, I got to ask, you've been playing... Um... You know, you started playing a lot sooner than I did. I didn't started playing until I was about thirty-eight. So it's been a very compressed and very intense experience for me, uh, being uh, both as a player and as a person working in the industry. But you've been playing for a while. Is there a, a place that you've played that or around that really stands out in your mind as some place that was a, a really special event, a special day for you? Oh man, there've been there've been a bunch, um, but. I would say, I mean, one of my best friends ever was uh, playing with a kid I used to coach uh, at my old school. Um, that round was really special. I definitely remember that. Um, but yeah, just just playing with, uh, I, I would say playing four ball with uh, um, a couple of people um, have been extremely memorable. Um, buddy of mine, Brian Gardner, I used to play with a ton of four ball events and, and mixed, you know, team events and stuff like that. Um, but he sadly, uh, you know, moved up to Pennsylvania. But um, recently I got to play with uh, another good buddy of mine, Jeff Ober, at a at Golfer's Journal event. And that was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, so that those two, those two buddies uh, uh, definitely stick out. Well, I got to say, buddy, um, I do get a chance to uh, play every now and then some courses that are uh, uh, kind of air quote special. And I want to make sure that we get out and play. Um, I think we're going to have our first like crazy frost warning tonight here in the DC yeah. area. So uh -huh. uh, opportunities to play in uh, balmy weather uh, may require a little bit of a trip, but 
Having said that, whether we have to travel or whether we have to wait or both, rest assured that we're going to uh, definitely play 18 someplace special and let you, you mention some of your friends, maybe uh, pick a friend, bring a friend, and we'll put together a foursome and really celebrate like we ought to. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be good. And I ask you, I got to ask you because, you know, it is Golf WRX. What's in your bag? <laughs> uh, I got a I got a giant mixed bag. Um, I mean, I could I'm I'm kind of a gearhead, and so I could go really deep into this. So I don't think you have time for that. <laughs> um, so I'll just kind of simplify it down. Uh, Taylor made woods mostly, so Taylor made driver uh, five wood, ping seven wood, ping four hybrid, uh, Strixon irons. Right now, Cleveland wedges, but that changes uh, <laughs> every few months or so. Uh, but the thing that's stayed in my bag for the longest has been my even roll ER2 putter. That thing is just not ever going to get kicked out of the bag. Nice. And um, you are a golf instructor, so um, maybe you can, yes. while we get out of that round, you could tighten me up a little bit, all right? Smooth out. Sounds good. Life. Sounds good. I love, uh, my, my favorite is uh, working on a short game. And putting, and as all my buddies will know, I'm I'm happy to do a a quick lesson anytime we play uh, with any of my golf buddies. Really, just any kind of short game work or putting work. Happy you, to do that. You had me at hello, brother. You had me at hello. <laughs> We're gonna get that done. But um, again, thank you, man. I mean, honestly, from the heart, as a as a SFS family member, as a loyal listener, um, as I think an exceptional person. I just dig the heck out of you, man. And um, I'm so grateful, not only for the, the the club thing, I'm grateful that we got a chance to get connected. And, uh, you know, as people know, I, I adopt people into my family all the time, man. I got the biggest extended family of all time. So you're a part of it and you're invited to all the family events. And um, yeah, you know, I'll give you a list. You know, you'll, you'll be on the mailing list from now on. <laughs> Sounds good, Michael. And I also want to give my heartfelt thanks to you as well, because I've been listening to you for, for years now, and all the stuff that you bring to the game is has been incredible. Um, you know, the, the, the articles that you've written that I've read, your, your letter to golf a year ago, all that stuff has been um, absolutely amazing to be a part of um you know on on my side just just hearing your story and hearing the way that you talk about golf and the community and all that stuff has been has been amazing eye-opening and and i'll i'll take it with me for a very long time so i appreciate you too as well thank you brother really warms my heart to hear you know somebody's listening (laughs) it's it's just (laughs) (laughs) because you're never really sure but it's nice to it's nice to know it for sure again dom thanks so much for joining me man no problem. Okay, that is my boy Dominic Lee. Um, you know, it's um, it's a thing. I mean, I'm sure you guys have stories of your own. You know, things that have happened like that. People you've met, people who've helped you out, uh, people who you you find these odd connections and that sort of thing. And as you guys, I tell stories all the time about like these crazy happenstances that happen to me. Like computer gets stolen and I find it. You know, like you know somebody breaks into the house and I catch the guy as he's coming in the door. And if you haven't heard those stories, I'll tell them in a show later on. Because okay, these crazy, amazing things happen to me. But this, not only crazy and amazing, it just really reaffirms the fact that no matter what you think the issues are, you know, the economy and COVID and this and that and the other thing, it's still all about how we treat each other, right? That's what it is at the end of the day. And golf just gives you another opportunity to treat people well. 
So I hope you look at it that way. And no matter what your score is, maybe you'll get a little more out of it the next time you're at the golf course. Okay. So with that, let's take a break and we'll be back with more golf and stuff. Michael Williams, 19th hole, golf, WRX. That's it, and that's all for this edition of the 19th Hole. I want to thank my guest, uh, Dan Meacham uh, from Golf Links. Watch this one, boys and girls. This one's going to be special. There, As I said, there have been a lot of contenders slash pretenders in this field of entertainment golf, but this one looks like it's for real, and I can't wait to go out and try that thing out. Also, to my new best buddy, Dominic Lee, thanks so much for spending the time. Uh, it was just great to have that connection established again about how golfers, golf WRX community, we all take care of each other, the school community. There's so many different ways you can get connected to people. And anytime I find a way that it works that effectively and that obviously, it makes me happy, you know? So that's that's who I am. I hope you uh, feel the same way. Uh, You can find this show and all the great shows on Golf WRX on the aforementioned Golf WRX golfwrx.com you can also find us on spotify soundcloud apple music and a host of other locations where great podcast content is domiciled Uh, thank you as always for listening i mean really thank you for listening i mean that Uh, we really do it all for you and i hope that you get as much out of this as i do in bringing it to you we'll be back next week with another show and in the meantime go out hit some balls hit them straight and more than anything else Please, don't count the days. Make the days count. Michael Williams, 19th hole, golf, WRX.